Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Welcome to Nurse News Analysis with the Nurses Out Loud crew, Nurse Jody, Kimberly, and Michelle. Today we're going to be talking about what's going on locally and around the country. And one of the things that is obviously in the news is a lot of people are sick. And for some reason, our public health authorities still think it's a good idea to be telling everybody to wear masks when there's actually been remedies for these sicknesses um, for generations. And we, we can talk about those things today. Uh, the former Surgeon General, General um, Jerome Adams, actually came out and told some ridiculous story about how he responded to a relative in sickness. And we're going to address that. And um, unlike the Surgeon General, we're going to actually give you some solutions that actually could help you. And then also in the news is the there's a Pfizer whistleblower who made a huge dump on Twitter, also known as X. So we're going to address that as well. But first, welcome, ladies. And I hope you all had a good holiday and hope everybody else out there did, too. Thanks, Michelle. Yes, it was it was very nice. Very, very nice. Ready, ready for the new year, for sure. I know. I'm feeling positive about 2024, even though they are telling us in the news, the um, lying media is telling us that anything possible could go down this year. <laughs> it's like, what's going to go down this in 2024? Oh, well, it's an election year, so we know something's coming down the pike. I mean, that's that's just a given. Yeah, usually BLM comes out, you know, like every four years with a a racist cop or something like that. And then starts like turmoil. And so, yeah, there's. Yeah, I I think uh, 2024 is the year to get out of town and go visit other countries for sure. (laughs) And you both know where you want to run to down in South America, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We even Rome is good. (laughs) I'm ready for some. I'm ready for Rome. I'm ready to go worship some carbs with the with the Italians. (laughs) Those are my people. Let's go do some carb worshiping. My my new son-in-law is a gun uh, enthusiast. And so everywhere I go with him, I've always I always know that there's somebody packing heat. So I'm never worried about anything whenever I'm out with him. But he wanted to take me shopping for a self-defense gun myself over the holidays. And I actually thought I only wanted to have a gun that shot bear pellets, uh, not bear pellets. They're, they're pellets that it looks like a gun, but it actually is a ball that hits the uh, perpetrator and it shoots, basically bursts a um, pepper spray all over them and gives you a chance to get away. But Oh, so, no, no. I want a gun. I want a gun that's going to kill. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 shoot to kill. Shoot to kill. <laughs> that's what they say. Well, that's, I, I mean, in all your mass. training. Yeah. And all your training, if you ever take gun defense uh, safety classes and stuff, they're like, never point um, a weapon at somebody that you're not willing to shoot at. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think you play around with that, but I, I understand where you're coming from. 
Yeah, well, I, I actually was raised on guns. So, I mean, my we were shooting rifles and guns my whole life, but not um, handguns. So when I got to that gun range last, uh, when I got there, I had so much fun with it. And all the men that were the professionals talking to me, they said, honestly, if you have a reason to draw a weapon that somebody's coming at you, they intend to hurt you. So you better have stopping power. And is a pepper spray going to go, you know, do fast enough to stop them from a two foot lunge at you? And then you're, you're, you're already their victim and they're angry now with pepper spray in their face. And he, he really convinced me. Uh, I really um, learned so much from the guy at the gun shop that I'm going to have him on at, on the show for a self-defense show. And he had such a great worldview, having lived in a gun zone in Atlanta, that um, I can't wait to hear what he's going to bring to the audience because he was so intriguing to listen to. But anyways, that was one of the fun things I got to do over the holidays. I converted from wanting to be a person seeking a non-lethal self-defense weapon to seeking a lethal self-defense weapon. I think, I think, you know, pepper spray is is good. I think it's good to have layers of protection, but I mean, you have to have a a lethal option. You you can't leave just uh, to shoot to incapacitate. I I just don't believe in that. You know, if they don't want to get killed, you know, don't, don't, uh, play stupid games, you won't win stupid prizes, you know? Exactly. Um, I had all these non-lethal weapons that I used to carry on my body. And I went through the Atlanta airport with what I call my DNA stabber. It's like a, a handheld, looks like a spike and it has like ridges in it. But anyways, I had always been able to get through the airport with those things in my purse. And when I came out of, I think it was in Arizona's airport, the people pulled me aside and said, ma'am, is this purple spike yours? <laughs> And I'm like, well, yeah, of course it's mine. And um, they're like, this is, you can't carry this in the airport. And I'm like, well, Atlanta airport didn't care. <laughs> I had it. And I actually started to be normal Michelle, just kind of contending with them about it. And they literally looked like they were <laughs> take me out. <laughs> I thought oh I got arrested in this man beside me. He kind of put his th- fingers through his throat like, you lady, you probably just want to be quiet right now. So I stopped advocating for myself and shut up. And I said, you know, that thing cost me $20. I, I really needed that. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, talking about the, the, you know, TSA and all of that stupid, stupid stuff that we have to go through. I'll tell you just briefly going through, oh, I don't know, five, six different airports, four different countries. America, every single one of them going through their TSA, they had a different policy. Some I could bring, you know, a gallon of water. Um, Others, I couldn't bring a lighter. Here we had to have, you know, less than three ounces of fluid. And then I was sending Benjamin to Chicago And because he's 14 years old, he had to fly unaccompanied minor. Normally I I'll send him or, you know, somebody in my family will want to go visit. So they'll go with them. Well, this was my first time taking him and I had to pay. The ticket was $70 one way. And then it cost me $150 for him to fly unaccompanied minor. So what does that get me? So I thought, I go take him to the check-in desk. They take him through security and and he's and he's gone, right? No, 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 no. I have to wait there with him 
I go through security with him, which is fine, but I just wasn't expecting to be there for two and a half hours until the plane went up in the air. But I was there for two and a half hours sitting there waiting for him. Once they start boarding, they take him back. I say goodbye to him. When he lands, his dad has to be at the gate, right, to get him. And that cost me $150. That's For what? And so what's the, it kind of defeats the whole purpose of the unaccompanied minor because you're literally accompanying him through security. So what do they do exactly? I don't know. Like they said, well, we're with him. And I said, you're with him on the plane while it's in air with like the door shut. With him? Are they sitting with him? No, no, not sitting with him. And then here he is. A six foot, 180 right. pounds. Very capable. A very capable young man who's bigger than most of the staff. And yeah. and I'm having to pay $150. I mean, so it's, it's a cash cow, really. Just like it really more. is. It's, it's annoying. And you can't opt out of it by signing no. some kind of a waiver or anything like that. No, no. Is that, and is that airline specific or is that like every single airline? Everything. Wow. Yeah, every single airline has it. When he turns 15, he can fly fly alone. But how is this the magic age? Oh, it's 14 or 15 years old, but we're allowing 13-year-olds to go across state lines and get abortions. Abortions, get, You know, vaccines, mm-hmm. um, chemically castrate themselves without their parent parental consent. But I have to be... You know, I have to pay an exorbitant amount of money for my son to go fly and see his family, which is all, you know, already expensive, um, you know, for what? So I, I just cannot stand our rules. I think they're just so stupid. And well, maybe could- there's some way we can get somebody on here on the show and get some exposing going on, because there's no doubt there's even things that are still going on in our country that are COVID related rules that people are in, are still instituting that are out of date and shouldn't be continuing, but they're continuing because it's to the advantage of, let's say that employer or something like that, that they they like the COVID rule. Um, I have a family member that was incarcerated and during the incarceration, we found out that there was zero access to visiting an incarcerated individual anymore because the COVID rules still stand within the prison system. And you cannot, so a person that's in in any kind of incarcerated situation used to be able to have visitation that you could come in and you would have visitation days. Well, think how inconvenient that is for the jail, for the employees, the employees actually get to have people have eyes on them to see if they're mistreating people, things like that. And we know it happens. So now they've extended for four years, at least in the state of Georgia, no ability to access. And there's limited Zoom calls that you can actually set up for the person. And you know, whatever your views are on incarceration, um, when you actually have somebody you care about that actually ends up in an incarcerated situation, you know the full circumstances. And some people are victims of circumstances or mental health or something like that. They mess up mental health medications within the jail systems. And these people need, they need whatever support systems they have. And when we actually reach out on Zooms, there are people that are not related to us, that want to be part of our Zooms because nobody's calling them. There's nobody visiting them, nobody calling them. So it's almost like mental health for them just to have somebody else's family reaching out to the person they know. It's really quite that. It's the same thing as, you know, when they took the advocate away from the bedside. I mean, it's the same thing. We're just, we're removing advocates um, from the bedside, from 
Um, you know, again, like you said, whatever your views are on incarcerated individuals, um, they are still human beings, right? So, right. and it's yeah. unfortunate that they are just removing advocates from, uh, it looks like every setting. So, so you're, you're saying right now, Michelle, in the jail, you cannot go, they have the COVID protocols right now in Georgia? Yep, they sure do. And what I want to do is unveil wow. out from somebody that's within the system. Is this a, is this national? And if it's national, I, I'm going to go public about it and expose all of it. Because to me, it, this is just one person I care about that I know is um, suffering because of it. And that person needs um, contact. And, yeah. um, you know, this person is not in jail because they murdered people or, or you know, high, high dollar crimes. They're, a lot of people are in jails because they were um, either alcoholics who made bad choices while they were drinking. And there are people that are functioning in society as normal people that are successful people in society. And then the, uh, my daughter, who used to work in the prison system, said to me, she's like, mom, 75% of these people are either learning disabled or meant, are they, they're on some kind of mental health meds. And this particular child of mine was a brain injury child. And she says, mom, if they didn't have a mom like you who did neurodevelopmental therapy and PTOT and speech, you know, that basically sacrificed myself for her, her life. She says, if they had half the therapy I got, mom, they wouldn't be here in jail, but they don't, they didn't get it. They're like, we, we just need somebody to come in here and talk to them. Like stable families talk like words they've never heard. They, she said, there were generations of people in there, like grandmas here, mamas here, and daughters here, and nobody knows anything but incarceration. So she just kind of opened my eyes up that there's a there's a when people think about their churches going abroad. If you're listening out there, church people, um, to go and do ministry abroad, there there is literally ministry in your backyard in your own community of people who do not have a clue about what it is to have a stable household and a stable family. And you you literally could be keeping people out of jail in the future and having a, a prosperous life, being a benefit to society, not to mention possibly a Jesus lover um, it, by right. ministering to them right there in your community and find these people that you don't want to go meet because they're the people you don't want to know, but you'll, you know, you'll go travel, you know, Costa Rica or something like that for a thousand dollar trip for everybody uh, or more, a couple of thousand dollar trip per kid that goes. But anyways, um, I think it's something definitely to be evaluated and all of us should inspire our local churches to look a little bit closer at what's actually going on local to home. And those of us that have no clue about what's going on in the jail systems, I, there there does need to be something for mental health people that is not jail. Um, there needs to be another kind of incarceration that actually meets the medical needs of people with mental health. There's no doubt because that is not the same thing as a narcissist sociopath psychopathic killer who you know mutilated an entire family or something like that that's not the same kind of crime and it seems like there should be some kind of separation from the darkest of the dark to the ones who are i don't know whether you call it a white collar crime or something like that that's just michelle's yeah. two cents yeah. on the subject but talking about things that are out of date um our um former uh what do you call him surgeon general jerome adams tweeted after Christmas, I drove nine hours to visit my mother, who is in a nursing home. I was told just before visiting that she tested positive for COVID and was isolated. Without seeing my mother, I drove nine hours back home. Ask me again why I'm obsessed, he put in quotations, with masking in healthcare settings, dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. 
that this oh is God. public health surgeon general. Lord, okay. uh, this guy gets under my skin like no other. A few months ago, in in preparation for his new book, you know, because they all write books, right? Burks writes books, Fauci writes books. <clears throat> they all did this criminal activity, and then now they're profiting. And in his book, he says, our largest missed pandemic opportunity is absolutely ventilation. Mm, where have we heard that before? Right. Yeah, exactly, right? It's yeah. disheartening to see how this crucial aspect has been overlooked throughout the pandemic. Ventilation is a solution that is both politically and medically non-controversial, requiring no significant effort on the part of the individual. And yet it has the potential to significantly lower harm, not just from COVID, but also from allergies, asthma, flu, and pollutants. So he says this, and then he flips back to the useless mask. Like, yeah. what in the world? Like, I mean, it, it it blows my mind. I mean, you guys know that I'm back in the ER now. Um, I have worked, you know, five shifts. Uh, and I went back to the to the ER because everything lined up with my values. Like, we're not testing, we're not wearing masks, we're not talking about exemptions. Like, I didn't have to do any of that to go work in the CR. And let me tell you, the amount of sickness that I have seen in the last, in five shifts, the heart attacks, I have had three active MIs, three active strokes on top of countless uh, respiratory illnesses, flu, pneumonia, right? And nobody's wearing masks. None of us are wearing them. Oh, wow. And it's not that some of them haven't been injected because I know they have. I'm like kind of a little fly on the wall. They don't really know. They don't know that I'm a whistleblower. They don't know I have a radio show. Um, I asked, you know, the staff that did recognize me to just keep it under wraps um, just for now until people learn me as Jody, the ER nurse, right? Because it's going to come out, but I didn't want people to, um, you know, just judge me on that. You know, not that I'm not proud of it, but having said that, I am like this fly on the wall <laughs> listening to how people feel and even asking the patients you know, are you vaccinated? Because we have to put it in the chart. Um, every practically every single person says, well, I got the first two, but I'm not getting any more. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so and so now it's like, yeah, we're going back to like how we normally would do things. Um, and and as actually, if nothing happened, as if COVID didn't happen. I, that's that's not, right. not going to allow that to happen. I mean, there those two, the people that said I had those two, but no others as they roll their eyes are part of 75% of the U.S. population, supposedly. Right. And right. So now why wouldn't Jerome, why wouldn't, I mean, I don't even want to call him Dr. Jerome. To me, he doesn't even deserve that respect. Why mm -hmm. doesn't Jerome go to the nursing unit and put in, um, in ventilation and circulation and destruction technology. Why is he allowing them to test with an experimental test on his mother? Right? Why are they doing? Why are they allowing 
that to continue if he wants yeah, to make change. I, I don't even have to be an, a doctor to say you drove nine hours to see your mama and they told you she tested positive. Did you not inquire as to the health and symptoms that she was presenting? If you're such an expert on COVID, did you also list out all the wonderful ways that you think that your mom's house should be, uh, her room should be care? Did you ask them if they're ventilating her room and blowing the air out of her room? You know, instead, right. you're just like, I went back home nine hours. I mean, you know, maybe we're presuming that, but it later goes on to say he made a comment that says the nursing home is in crisis mode because so many staff are out sick. Well, my first question, Jerome, is this. If they're all out sick, weren't they all COVID vaccine required? You know, <laughs> right. why are they all sick? Did the vaccine that you think was required not help anybody? It's so absurd. And he says, and this isn't asymptomatic people with COVID because the staff don't actually have to test or even stay home if symptomatic. I mean, <laughs> since, since when <laughs> do people oh, who are Lord. sick, the only people who go to work who are sick, who are really sick, are people who are desperate, maybe single mothers who are desperate for that paycheck. They're doing everything to hypermedicate to make sure they can get in or the dad who feels like he can barely break even every week. And he's maybe working in a cubicle thinking he can just take his, you know, over the counter meds and, and push through because he can't risk losing his job. But, but overall in a medical facility, you're dealing with medical people who, if they are sick, they're not coming to work. No, they're coming to work. They're, they're absolutely coming to work. And I'll tell you, <laughs> uh, everybody's sick, Michelle. Everybody is sick. I have seen more sickness in these five shifts with people in, in here, not, not only just my shifts, but I know people who are sick. I was sick. My son was sick. His basketball team was sick. Everybody was sick. Um, and, it's cold and flu season too. There's that. And it's cold and flu season. And so no more are like gone are the days of people taking that test and being off of work paid for two weeks because, you know, our tax dollars are going to the COVID trillion, you know, dollar scam. Um, but I, I, I even had a nurse. She's like, I have a sore throat and I know I just tested positive for strep, but I'm not taking off of work. I'm here. Wow. And here I am with a sore throat. Somebody else is with a sore throat. Like we're all sick. We we just know that we're sick. And unless you're asymptomatic and you're uncontrollably coughing and sneezing on people, it's like, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Nursing yeah. is already short staffed. In the pre-COVID world, I see your point because pre-COVID, we all just kept on trucking with whatever we had and we would self-medicate. And you're set, like, obviously, if you're raging fever or have a, a uncontrollable, yeah. you're not going to walk around patients. But right. something I'll just make sure the audience knows before we break, we got just a couple of minutes before we break. And I'll tell you all that what you need to make sure you have in your home is your preparedness basket. You need to make sure you have your iodine nasal spray and throat spray in your home at first sign of a snivel or a, a scratchy throat or anything, do not even delay. Just go ahead and spray your nose and your throat with your povidone iodine nasal spray and throat spray. And you can go and there's a DIY portion recipe. If you want to make some at home, we can put that in the show notes for you. But you can do this and knock it out before it even gets a hold of you. Um, iodine is literally um, a killer of many things. 
So that would include strep and bacterial mycoplasma walking pneumonia, which is going around right now. And whether or not it's um, COVID or whether it's flu or whether it's RSV, do not wait until you need it and have to pay overnight shipping to get yourself some iodine or have to make yourself iodine sick. If you're a medical professional out there going into a nursing home, you should be telling every single person inside the nursing home that works there that they should have iodine. In fact, the nursing home should be providing iodine, nasal spray and throat spray for all their staff so that they don't have to wear masks so that they, because there is a better way you can breathe, just spray it in your nose and throat, go do your work. And when you get home, do the same thing again. But if you end up sick and you really feel like I am so majorly congested and I can't, and this is what I'm hearing most of the people of what's going on. I'm not sure if you're hearing it too, is excruciating headaches with the going around sinus headache pressure with whatever is happening. And if that is you out there, hopefully you already have a nebulizer in your home. And if you are nebulizing, hopefully you're nebulizing at least 0.9% saline, which is called isotonic saline. You can go to Amazon and get Neil Med, just a little blue box of isotonic saline. But if you've really got one of these mega head pressure, sinus pressure, headaches, you want the Neil Med green box of hypertonic saline, which is actually 3% salt. And it's much saltier. You would only do it three times a day, but you may find yourself able to relieve all that pressure in your head by just um, nebulizing for about 10 minutes, the 3% saline. So I'll leave a link in the show notes for people to know what I'm talking about. And we'll everyone out there, we just need to make sure you understand that there is something so much easier that you can do. Literally, if you have your iodine nasal spray and throat spray, either a DIY iodine or the immune mist iodine that I will put the link in the bio. As soon as you have a scratchy throat, as soon as you have a stuffy nose, you spray your nose with that iodine. It is effective against COVID, RSV, flu. If you have strep throat, this iodine is that effective. It is a nutrient most of us are depleted in. You need it anyways. The only people who are contraindicated are those who are allergic to iodine and you're a small population and you can talk to your doctor about it. And there's other options out there for you like hydrogen peroxide or the X-Lear um, nasal spray if you are allergic to iodine only. But if you are effectively using a nasal spray and throat spray, at first sign of anything, you should not even let an illness take hold of you. But if it takes hold of you, you're going to use it every three or four hours. But obviously, if you are sick, hopefully you have a nebulizer in your home by now and you are nebulizing at a minimum isotonic saline, which is 0.9% saline. And I'll leave a link in the show notes about how you can get some Neomed 0.9%. But if you're one of the people out there suffering with serious nasal pressure, facial pressure, and just terrible sinus pain from your headache, from your sickness, you need to get the Neomed 3%. Um, saline that is a much saltier. You would just do that about three times a day. This is not medical advice. This is just a suggestion. That's what re is recommended on the box and see how effective that is at mitigating your sinus pressure. But um, nebulizing ASEA is even an option. We, and ASEA can be found inside of our America Out Loud store. And Jody just was recently pretty sick. And Jody, how did it work for you? Yeah, I mean, Asia, I I just love the product, right? I I ingested, I love the gel, but this time, Michelle, I I actually didn't have my nebulizer at home because I borrowed it out. But when you were visiting me, you had that facial mist, 
right? And yeah. you were, I think you had rose water in there. No, I had a Sia. I was, a, I had a Sia that I misted my face with every night and I had my skin tags on my neck disappearing because it is an atomizer and you can get it on Amazon. And I just put my ASEA redox signaling molecule liquid in it. And I just miss my face morning and night before I put on my makeup and after I take off my makeup. And Okay, it, I, well, you know, I love that, right? And so I bought it. I think it was $8. Um, I looked it up on Amazon and it was how I, I, I couldn't find it under atomizer, but I found it under eyelash uh a uh, fake eyelash curler dryer or something, <laughs> Mister. And um, but anyway, I I did uh, put the sea in there with a uh, um, hydrogen peroxide, and I never had to take anything for a cough, anything. It just knocked it right out. So. Yeah, the ASEA products are just so good. I mean, it gets down in the mitochondria at the cell, cellular level. And, you know, I I was even missing my my eyes and stuff with it. Because, I do too. I do yeah. too. Because there were some reports that people with macular degeneration actually had turnaround in their eyes by just misting with an atomizer um, the ASEA redox signaling gel. So I, really? when I miss my face, I have my eyes wide open. I go across my eyes. I actually inhale it through my nose. Yep. Go ahead and inhale it. I keep my mouth open and I kind of huff it in as well because it's just another way for it to get absorbed into my body. Remember, ASEA is completely native to our body. It's not artificial. There is nothing artificial in it. It's like right. misting seawater with redox signaling molecules in it. So it's a completely natural experience. That's but interesting. Also, my uh, stepdaughter has macular degeneration, so I want to share that with her. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, definitely. I'll have to find the actual citation for that. But somebody's reported amazing things with that. And for me, you know, I'm still a 12 week hip recovery, hip surgery recovery person. So if I get any tenderness, I still will use the redox signaling renew 28 gel on that. But also I've been using the um LifeWave patches. And so one of my clients actually who was doing it, having such success was having, she has a tape allergy. So the, the actual tape makes a rash for her. You know, like some of our patients get allergic to rashes from our tape that we put on them. Well, the ASEA Renew 28 gel eliminated the rash. She puts it on before she puts any stickers on her now. And it does not cause a rash anymore when she has the Renew gel on. It's just blows my mind. So blows my mind. I love it too. Everybody check it out. If you haven't tried it, you know, you drink the redox signaling molecules in the morning, keep yourself well, do something that helps your body fight for yourself. You can find it in the uh, America Out Loud store. They are the sponsor of Nurses Out Loud. So please check them out. Give it a try and make sure you have some Renew 28 gel in your house. And we'll be back in just a moment. It's time and buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. 
Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Change in the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to Nurses Out Loud. I wanted to pick back up where we left off, though. We had talked about what you could do to avoid having a mask and actually just fight the actual disease that we have been fighting for decades and gave you all some pointers and some wonderful things that could help you out um, to be ready, have your COVID basket ready and get your supplies ready. And you know how to find our nurses notes by just simply going to americaoutloud.news slash nursesoutloud. And you can look up this nurse news analysis and you'll find any citations we're referencing. And if you ever have any questions about anything we're talking about, please send us an email to nursesoutloud at americaoutloud.news. And we will be sure to answer that question on our Q&A that we have every week. Ladies, I want to say something else that um, underneath Jerome Adams t- post on X, about his mo- grand about his mother being isolated for COVID, 
He said this also, he said, people act like taking measures to prevent and or mitigate COVID in healthcare facilities and nursing homes will lead to unnecessary isolation and neglect. But my mother is literally isolated and not receiving normal care because of failure, he writes that in caps, to prevent, mitigate COVID. And he has the mind-blowing little um, emoji con after that. Like he's just mind-blown that somehow that nursing facilities failed to prevent and mitigate COVID. Well, I ask you, Jerome, did your mother get a COVID-19 vaccine? You know? Mm-hmm. Right. I bet she did, Jerome. Yes, and yes, if yes, she got did. it, why did she get COVID if it was effective and it works? And I bet you everybody in the whole facility had a COVID-19 vaccine because they were probably forced to do it. So who gave her COVID, Jerome? Yeah. How did she get mm-hmm. COVID? And And again, why are we isolating? We don't isolate people with the flu and say, you can't go into the room. Why did he allow his mother, who is in a nursing home, be isolated off of something, A, that she was already vaccinated for, B, right, he obviously, like, what what is he too afraid to assume the risk? Like, we already know that hospitalization is, is almost nil, Right. People aren't getting hospitalized with COVID anymore. It's it's endemic to our society at this point. Why did he drive nine hours and turn around and drive back without talking with them? I mean, you're the freaking surgeon general or you yeah, were. You don't know how to advocate for your own. Right. Mother. You don't. He needs a nurse to advocate. Exactly. <laughs> RemnantNursing.org. We offer advocacy <laughs> services. That's my shameless plug. Yeah. If you're not like Jerome and you need somebody to fight for you, call um, Kimberly Everton's Nurse <laughs> Freedom Network and let them advocate for you and get your Absolutely. mama the help that she needs because we have help for her that doesn't end up like um, Jerome's mom. What's so fun underneath the chat is that a doctor that I'm going to give a shout out to Dr. William Mackis actually um, says the nursing home staff are sick because they were poisoned by COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Those of us who are not on the Pfizer payroll are seeing COVID-19 vaccine injuries and deaths in all vaccine mandated professions. It is glaringly obvious, especially in healthcare. Good for you, Dr. Mackis. Yeah, and he's he's always posting about uh, the pilot incapacitations. I don't know if you follow his Substack, um, but they he frequently is uh, posting about the pilot incapacitations that we've seen in the among the vaccinated. So it's I definitely highly recommend subscribing to that because these are things that you're not going to see uh, in the mainstream media. You're only going to find that in uh, places like that or U.S. Freedom Flyers. And, uh, you know what? That information. Um, the Surgeon General comes back with a little catty um, remark back at him. And he says, so the vaccine most haven't been exposed to in over two years, comma, and helps your body make less than 10% of the virus, comma, is, quote, poisoning people. But being exposed to 100% of the virus over and over and over again has no effect whatsoever, what do you do for a living? Like when the when's the last time you actually cared for a real live patient? Because you seem dangerously ignorant. Mm-hmm. That's interesting from a surgeon general who doesn't have direct patient care. Oh my gosh. Why don't you tell him his little mRNA uh, spike protein factory making uh, technology makes it different than what you get in the wild? Yep. 
That's that's a whole difference right there. You, I mean, <laughs> don't say it, Jody. Don't, I'm not you can't say that. It. You can't say that. Those words on. You cannot say those words on the air. <laughs> Girl, you know, you know, I was about to say she it. She was too. about to say it. Well, I mean, got Dr. Mackis comes right back at him and says, do you always resort to ad hominem attacks when you've lost the argument? Does the virus end up in the systemic circulation protected by lipid nanoparticles that dumps it into bone marrow, heart and brain? No, it encounters the immune system along with nasopharyngeal mucosa. Good for him. I'm just Good for I'm, him. I'm so thankful I mean, that here, here I am unvaccinated. I've been exposed because I don't mask in the community. I don't do any of that uh, stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I was, I almost said it too. I'm sorry. Um, I don't do any of that. And uh, here I am. I've only had COVID that one time. So yeah, me too. I, I have been around COVID so many times and my kids, I have six kids. I mean, for goodness sakes, the first thing they come to is mama. And um, I think I can actually get myself sick just by running around taking care of sick people because they, I'm trying to keep them on protocol, making sure everybody's using their nasal pharyngeal sanitation, making sure they're all nebulizing like they're supposed to. I ordered a special nebulizer for my basketball player this um, uh, for Christmas and got him a basketball actual nebulizer so that he would say, that's mine. Don't anybody touch it. And somebody else is like, can I have a basketball one too, mom? <laughs> so it's like get your nebulizer i got my grandbaby daughter a cute little pink owl nebulizer and made sure they all had their stuff there's no reason for every family not to have something like that right now and if you get your acia uh, redox signaling molecules and you get your salt and your neil, neil med products in your house and your iodine nasal spray and throat spray you should be good and it really is a shame that um here we are i was literally censored for being telling people to ventilate their houses back in 2020 and 21 there was and actually the who came out and said it and i want to dig it up that getting out in the sunshine does not help covid and I, I just thought that was the most absurd thing ever. That's a form of getting some ventilation, WHO, you know? And here we finally had the CDC saying that ventilation is actually a benefit. And little peon nurses that got censored um, were telling everybody, put a little window open, just crack it and put your fan in the window and blow some air out and get and don't re-inoculate yourself. It really seems like basic common sense, but for some reason that is crazy. Now, this particular person uh, referenced Pfizer when they were doctor, um, that doctor who was cutting down on Jerome. But I thought I'd bring up this thing because it was really great. Uh, Melissa McAtee published a big Pfizer information dump on uh, Twitter as well. And she said, when Pfizer mandated the vaccine in August 2021 to its employees, some colleagues of mine started a, quote, Pfizer Vax Council there were hundreds of us in it, including high-ranking employees. Every day we discussed the evils being done and the things we were supposed to just pretend was normal. I will also add to this post internal emails from Pfizer, comma, proof of my employment and just flat nonsense from the company. And she has these little pop popcorn emojis that says, Enjoy. These have never been seen or posted anywhere else. Names have been blacked out to protect those still in the plant or those who didn't give consent for their names to be shared. And also where I find where I first heard of Project, she said that she also first heard of Project Veritas. James O'Keefe and Jody O'Malley are in. So she gave a shout out to Jody and James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. So what do y'all think of that? 
Well, we were just with Melissa over at at AmFest this uh, past week. I had no idea that she was going to, um, I don't, I don't know what, um, what fire lit under her uh, to do a little Pfizer dump at the end of the year, but. Maybe you it was know, Jody I, O'Malley. Maybe he was meeting well, Jody O'Malley herself. Mm-hmm. Well, no. So Melissa was a Pfizer whistleblower that came out after me um, in October of 2021. So she saw my whistleblower story with James O'Keefe um, as evidenced by what's in that, that text thread that you see. And she said that when she was listening to me talk, And James asked if I was afraid. And I said, I fear God and not man that at that moment she had um, realized that she does too. She, she was a new believer. Um, I, we have a great interview with her. I'll I'll give it to you to put in the show notes, Michelle, um, to hear a little bit of her story. But I mean, she was agnostic. She was bisexual. She was in the clubs. Um, She's a young girl and she had just given her life to the Lord like a year before, um, before exposing Pfizer. And so her story went out and it went viral. I mean, she had millions and millions of views. She, so she um, was the one who exposed that the vials were glowing, um, the graphene oxide that there were aborted fetal cell lines in there. And, and she released that with uh, project Veritas, you know, in October of 2021. So, but to see like, you know, her and I talk, we, we both still have a lot of evidence that with, that was never shown, you know, because obviously, you know, with where we're at with with the tension spans these days, you know, 2020, you know, is not going to pick us up, right? 60 minutes isn't going to pick up our story. So you have to get out the content of what you think is going to make the biggest impact in, you know, 30 seconds or less um, for people to actually have their eyes on. But no doubt her dumping more of her evidence, other people that have lawsuits against Pfizer is going to see this and they'll be able to use it as well. And, um, and I believe that's what her intention was because after she blew the whistle, she had a lot of prominent lawyers, um, talk, she talked to a lot of them and nobody would take her, her case really against Pfizer in, in this whole medical freedom movement. And that girl has a lot of evidence. So it just, it makes you realize how powerful um, how powerful Pfizer is and, and how many people are afraid to go up against it. And that's why I'm just, you know, so thankful and, and just humbled all the time that Mike Yoder, my attorney, you know, has that heart of a a warrior and a fighter and has stuck with me. So, oh yeah, I'm impressed with him. Uh, what it's going to take is the curious people who actually have the ability to read through all these texts that she dumped and actually have a, a genuine interest in it and the ability to take it up, talk about it on their podcast and keep exposing it. One of these comments says, it's unnamed whoever said it. I'm sure they just wanted it done ASAP and it didn't matter how. That mindset seems consistent throughout the plant. I guess the Pfizer plant. They've been riding SP2 to death with the it's never good enough attitude. They always want more. And it says overexposed plates 
There's not one batch without major issues attached to it. I mean, that's people inside the plant saying there isn't a single batch without major issues. So what a testimony. Um, I'm amazed at how, I mean, I don't ever shut up about the topic pretty much anywhere I am. If you're my checkout clerk, you're going to get a lot of Q&A from me <laughs> and I'm going to find out things. And what I'm shocked about is that pretty much no one that I speak to hasn't had some kind of complication. They just don't. They just take for granted. It's what they had to do for the team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I every day I meet new people that are it's it's glaring to me that they are vaccine injured and they just really uh, many of them haven't connected the dots i just met a young man he wasn't even 30 and um he uh now has uh, stage three kidney disease stage three renal disease and autoimmune conditions and all of these new onset uh things and and come to find out he was vaccinated and i'm like um i think you might be vaccine injured um Maybe this is something, you know, worth looking at. So, yeah, that's really sad. You know, perfectly healthy before, I mean, you know, very this sad. This is um, an odd comment that I see that says Jews were on the list. I'm not sure if y'all saw that, but um, as they're chatting, they're referencing some kind of list and there's some kind of targeting of Jews on that topic. So that's interesting. Um, that that's in the thread as well, that there's some kind of a discrimination discussion going on there. Um, and then it says, do the investigations actually ever hold vaccine batches back from being shipped out or are they just there and that's it? So the reality is, is what I have learned is that the, anything that starts with the letter V, vaccine, it's like an idol that the world worship it, worships and it can have nothing wrong with it. It could po not possibly do anything wrong. The only thing a V word can possibly do is save lives. And they have the propaganda around vaccines has literally successfully permeated the world with the belief system that it's not a drug. It's not a medicine. It's not possible that it could possibly have a adverse reaction because people have irrational responses to a adverse reaction. And they presume that if I'm sitting there telling them there's 2.5 million documented, seriously injured, hospitalized, handicapped people from the vaccine, they, they just look at me like deer in the headlights. And some have even been as harsh to say, well, they're rare though. That's rare. Mm, it's no. it, yeah. Like if something's rare and it's only rare, it doesn't matter to you that it's rare until it's you that is the rare person or your mm -hmm. child is the mm -hmm. one that's injured. And anybody listening, do recognize that nobody's coming to help you. I mean, if you are among the injured, the government that mandated it, they're not going to help pay your bills. You may have millions of dollars of bills over the next five years trying to get yourself better. And your insurance is going to max out and you're going to have problems. It is literally worth it to get in the battle if you are among the, the injured people. And when I say nobody's there to help you, I mean the ones that mandated, because certainly Nurses Out Loud, we, we are doing everything we can to find any solutions that are out there we think can actually be a benefit to you. And we do believe ASEA is something that you all should possibly be on to be trying because it's not going to hurt you. It's native to your body. It's going to do nothing but help you. And it's systemically going to help you. But anything else that we talk to you about, we believe has a chance of helping you. And as these brilliant doctors come out and share with us any tactics 
that you could use or any medical modalities that you could use. We're going to try to share that with you because we want you to know there's help and hope because the people who mandated on you certainly are not providing help and hope. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting here, I'm uh, looking at the Twitter feed as well. And we know um, representative Thomas Massey puts out on um, X the FDA license for the Pfizer and Moderna MRNA shots should be revoked immediately. Evidence shows the licensure approval process was corrupted by politics and corporate lobbying. And Dr. Mary Talley Bowden said um, on December 29th, we now have 45 candidates, 27 elected officials from 18 states publicly stating the COVID shots must be pulled off the market. Many are also pledging not to take donations from Big Pharma. Over 17,000 physicians stand behind them. Um, so, um, and then she has uh, all of the, you know, like Senator Ron Johnson, all the different um, people um, that, that are supporting this. So that that's big. I mean, I think, you know, every day that goes by, every single day, more and more truth is revealed and more and more people wake up and, you know, we just keep chugging, ladies, don't we? We just keep chugging, sharing the truth, hoping that more and more people join us and sharing it. Yeah. yeah I, what, go ahead, Kimberly. Oh, sorry. I, I was out. Um, we were just uh, me and a few of uh, the, my girlfriends were out. We were having a couple of uh, cocktails the other night. And, you know, we um, this we met a, a table full of young uh, gentlemen. They were probably in their early to mid 20s. Actually, they're around my son's age, uh, just about all close to 30. And, um, we were just chatting and and I I felt it I felt really called to just sit there and 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 ask them have you been vaccinated and beg them to please not get vaccinated or and actually a majority of them at that table were very awake and aware and were like no we don't we don't participate in any of that actually thinking about having them as a guest on my show because I, it's it's so great to hear yeah. this younger generation that we're not uh, falling prey to all of the propaganda that was out there because so much of that younger generation um has really suffered from this type of medical anxiety and um they they weren't able to stand as strong as maybe some uh, like a gen xer i guess and for anybody that's out there who is single and you are opinionated to the point that you really would rather be dating somebody who is not vaccinated because if you're keeping up with the information you know that there may be consequences for your future mate if they did get the covid 19 vaccine especially if you're a man looking for a woman a woman whose uh, ovaries have been exposed to the COVID-19 vaccine may very well guarantee that you may not be uh, birthing your own children. You may be adopting children in your future. Right. Well, and not only that, the spike protein is transmissible through bodily fluids. So you're now putting yourself at risk. So right. it's really the dating pool has become very, very shallow if you're not interested in uh, obtaining the spike protein. I'll put a link in the bio for the Unjected official dating site. So I joined that. Did you good for you? So, no, no, no. You like, did? Me, wait, 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 wait. Let me just back up. I just hold on. I I joined the Unjected site, of course, not for dating. Of course, I just really wanted to find like-minded uh, community and to help spread the word about remnant nursing. So I am not on there for dating. However, I my mailbox is pretty full. So yeah, um, because you can actually find friend if you're just looking for community of like-minded mm -hmm. people. 
Well, you don't have to get on there for dating. Um, and if it doesn't matter if you're heterosexual, homosexual, they are open to all forms of dating that as long as unvaccinated. But the, I think they allow people who are vaccinated to join the app, but you're declared as a vaccinated. And the only people who will be shown your profile is um, people who said, I'm willing to see it. Now, I compared that to going to a vegetarian dinner at people's houses and somebody saying they brought a good prime rib or a ribeye because I'm going to want to eat some ribeye. <laughs> there is right. some there. It's like, don't go bringing out the ribeyes when you know some good handsome person that now you go and tell me they're um, vaccinated. So mm -hmm. that is going to be a problem. So there are solutions that, that, that are being created out there for people that are looking for relationships outside of the uh, vaccinated community. So yeah. Anything else you want to say about this um, expose that's going on with her? We'll put that link in the show notes of Melissa's interview, because really it's it's a lot out there. If you're a person that's out there on Twitter and you like to follow this, there's a lot to read. She has definitely published quite a bit of information out there to go through. So if you're one of the curious types, you might want to bring that to our attention, send it to us in an email and say, did you see this nurses out loud? Because we may have missed something ourselves worth uh, bringing up to the audience out here. But if not, ladies, I think that'll be a wrap for today. But All right. Yes. Sounds good. Yeah. Another, so another great show. Interesting uh, commentary. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So get yourselves ready for the illnesses that are out there because everybody seems to be sick and we expect to be sick. It's just the world we live in. There's viruses yeah. and bacteria and all kinds of things that we can catch. So just get yourself prepared and go to our nurse's notes and get yourself the stuff you need so that you can have it and be ready and not have to be part of the problem, but be part of the solution. Amen. If you know of some amazing news that you don't think we're aware of that may be happening in your community, in your state that you think the world needs to hear about, please send that to us America at americaoutloud.news and we'll be sure to put that on the news the next week. Thank you for joining us today for Nurse News Analysis. And until next week, do what you can to share truth in your community by sharing podcasts links anywhere that you listen to podcasts nurses out loud can be found we are ranking really high in the nation among podcasts and among talk radio so please get that news that you know your neighbors are not getting anywhere else make sure you share it in a text to your neighbors because you can make a difference by simply sharing valuable information until next week it's time